Welcome back to another episode of the China Flexpad podcast after a short summer break. My name is Patrick and today we have a guest with a very interesting and inspiring career path. He worked many years in China in top management positions in tech companies and he has recently turned his vast experience into his own business. Welcome Kai Marcel Dodel. Kai Can you give us a short introduction about yourself and your way to China? Hello, Patrick. Um, I'm really happy that you have invited me for this uh, Flexpad podcast because I'm a Flexpad from heart. Uh, I live many years now in, in China and um, therefore um, I'm happy to be here. I am Kai from Germany, south of Germany, and um, I have around 25 years experience in management, starting from project management operational management, general manager. And I would consider myself a little bit like an interim manager. An interim manager is able to turn things around in a company. I came the first time to China already 1997 uh, to Guangzhou. Then another two years in 2005, 2006 in North China. And since 2011, I'm permanent here Uh, first in Qingdao, rather north, and then in Shenzhen in the south, and since eight years in Shanghai. Okay, Kai, tell me, why did you actually leave this very safe harbor? I mean, being employed in a top German automotive company, why did you start your own company after that? It's a tricky question. Indeed, I had a, ha a safe harbor. A very good job. I was general manager for a big company, but my heart always said there's something missing. Um, you can do more. You can achieve more. And if you ask entrepreneurs, they will have similar answers. They always think they can do something additional beside uh, the daily work. That that was at the end the reason why I said let's give it a try. Uh, we are only living one time, and if I fail. I can still get back, but if I don't fail, um, I might succeed in doing something positive for everyone. That's why I decided um, to to leave and uh, jump into the cold water, out of my comfort zone for sure. And since the moment I jump out, I did not regret because I jump into a new world in a corporate big company. You're tracking about KPIs, about reporting, about planning, this kind of maintaining. When you jump out, suddenly this one is of a low priority because you have to focus where do you find your customer, where will be the office space, um, how you can um, develop your products. This is the reason why I jump out. And uh, so far, I did not regret this step. Okay, speaking of products, Uh, what is your company now actually offering? Our company is providing zero emission transportation solution. If you have to transport something, you usually rely on trucks, especially for long distance. And we all know that trucks as of today, they are relatively dirty because they are still creating um, emissions. My company is developing right now and has already solution, which will be soon presented to the market, how to make a transportation, long distance transportation, 
absolutely without emission. Imagine you have to transport something from Paris to Berlin, really long distance, and you have zero emission. It's possible. Here in China, if you have to transport something from Shanghai to Beijing, which is 1,200 kilometers away, without any emission, wouldn't be that great. And right now, the technology is able to do that. It's not anymore very difficult. That's also one of the reasons why I jumped out and said, now is the time. 10 years ago, technology not available was just fiction. Today, in 2023, it is possible. So my company is providing such a solution. Um, how it is working? It's a combination with hydrogen battery e-drive and um, the surrounding around to really have a network where you can um, provide the services to, to the logistic companies, to the customers. Okay, Kai, what is kind of fascinating to me is that you uh, created your own business in China. And I can't even imagine how many obstacles there must be in China as a foreigner, as a German. Why wouldn't you start such a business in, in Germany first, given that you know the, the business environment, you might have contacts, there's a well-established um, automotive sector, mobility sector, why in China? Indeed, I made this research and evaluate what would be the right location. And Germany is also a very good location, indeed. Um, at the end, there are two disadvantages in Germany compared to China. Um, beside a lot of advantages, uh, Germany is an automotive company. There are a lot of famous uh, truck companies there. So the know-how is available. Everything is, is very positive. Um, at the end, two things. China is a huge market. And it's a standard market. Whereas in Europe, and for such long distance transportation from Paris to Berlin, uh, several countries are involved. You need a very stable environment, which is in China slightly better because I can easily drive from here to Tibet. Um, so the market is bigger and easily accessible because of standardization. The second reason is a little bit more positive to new technology, the environment here. They are not first saying why it is not working, but they're trying to find ways to make it working. And that creates more trust in a new product, like uh, the product I'm offering. So this two reason at the end said, let's stay a little bit longer in China, as I'm already here in Shanghai since eight years. Um, does not mean there will be not the next step in, in Germany directly to, uh, to, uh, to go to the European market. Would you actually recommend being a, an entrepreneur in China now? I mean, many things have changed over the course of the past three to four years. Would you still recommend it? And are there any, let's say, things that people should be aware of? Something, some things that might have shocked you in the beginning when you started this journey? What would you say? My personal opinion is that if you take 1,000 person, then maybe 10 of them, they have really this spirit to be an entrepreneur. They really can take the risk. They can still sleep if the money is not coming from the supplier, or they can still handle failures. So there are, of course, a lot of persons who are suitable to be an entrepreneur, and I can only recommend to give it a try. Then out of this 10 person, 
So 1010, one of them is maybe able to do really something big, to change something. You can provide your service, which you have gained over the years where you're really an expert. Let's assume you know perfectly how to optimize production. That's a service which people are asking for, which can be sold as an entrepreneur. If you said you want to um, build a um, helicopter, electrical helicopter, for example, that's a big approach. So there are not too many people able because it's also depending on experience. If you're one of this kind who can sleep, even things are not going well. And if you can accept failures, because let's face it, we, we many times fail that the products we are developing is not accepted by the market, or even worse, you have a safety issue uh, in the market and um, you will be blamed by, by customers. So if you can handle this pressure, yes, entrepreneur is the thing to go. In China, it's a big market. Alone in Shanghai, 25 million um, potential customers. So it's a good environment and it's startup friendly, I would call it. There are startup centers where you can go and ask for help. As a foreigner coming to China, we have to be aware that we are welcome if we bring value, technology, management skill, um, business, and so on. Then we are highly welcome. Um, for an entrepreneur, you first don't have this value because you have to prove yourself. So I can give one advice. If you're working now in China and you said you want to change to be an entrepreneur, do it as long as you are still employed. Because as soon as you stop your employment, you might stay 30 to 35 days longer in China. That is the period you will be able to apply for a new work permit and therefore stay residence permit. If you fail, that's the regulation, you have to leave China. And once you're out of China, it is difficult to come back by saying, I want to make a company. Therefore, my advice is, and that's the way I have done it, before I quit and cancel my job, I already started to establish a company, get some recognition, and then when the day came, I could make the switch relatively smooth. It still took around 28 days before I had my work, my new permit to stay in China, but that was the right way. Yes, China is a way, in general, Asia is a way. Uh, to make your own startup because huge customer base and huge potential, open-minded. But be well prepared about your permission to really stay and work in China. It's possible, but only if you're prepared. Now, you already gave some very concrete advice to people who, who are just getting started. And especially for people who are already in China being as an expat or flexpat, you said, okay, they have to they stay in their current day job and, and kick off their, their side business at the same time and then see if that goes and if it, if it can stand on its own, so to say. Is there any other piece of advice that you would give people that are already in China or outside of China? Uh, what are the first steps for them to, to get their business started or what do you have to do before that? China? especially the business world is Guanxi relationships um, and relation management. And this one you have to foster, you have to build it up. 
And when you really do the step and said, now I want to have my own company, you need to go out and ask for help because as a foreigner, we cannot do everything alone. The good thing is there are a lot of small service providers who are offering the particular job which is required. Um, to establish a company, you have to go to the government, apply for it, and so on. People can help you because they are specialized. If you have to make your tax report, people can help you out there because they are specialized. If you use this existing network, and they are all small entrepreneurs themselves, right? they, they have specialized on this one. You grab this one, add it, and make a mixture. Then um, things are possible. If you think, no, I'm, I can do everything best by my own, it will be tough for us flexpats in, in China. Um, we need to use this network. And the same is if you want to get a customer, if you want to finance your startup and so on, you need to have the contact with, um, with fellow Chinese who are willing to support. Now that you are an entrepreneur, how do you spend a week in Shanghai? Can you give us an insight? How do you spend your days now? I'm living right now in Lingang. And Lingang is the east-south um, end of Shanghai. It's a fantastic place to stay, and not many people know it outside of uh, Shanghai. Um, maybe most famous is Tesla went to here to this export processing zone. That's also where I'm living, where my company is, which gives me a perfect work-life balance. Uh, when I go to a company, I basically can walk, can take the bicycle, e-scooter, or even the public transportation is, is well established. Um, in this Lingang city, you can do everything because it's a very green city. And I like to go out, uh, walk along the lake, or um, go and meet friends. Give you one example. This morning, um, I went to Toastmasters Club. And that's maybe also another recommendation I can give to uh, fellow flexpats and new arrivals to China. Toastmasters is an American organization perfectly implemented in China. Success story. And in Shanghai alone, there are around 90, 95 clubs established. Many of them are speaking English and welcoming foreigners. In every major city in China, you will find a Toastmaster club. So no matter where you go, the first thing you might do is check, is there already this club established? If yes, go there because you have the first network. Through Toastmasters, I have gained hundreds of uh, valuable connections and uh, relationships. This morning, I went to a Toastmaster club, which by coincidence, I'm the founder. Um, and we talk, we exchange, we talk not only about work, about life, about um, general things. We don't talk about politics and so on, because that's not the place to do. And then we had a joint lunch. So that's how I spent my life. It's relaxed. It's busy, of course, because it's a big city and you always have something uh, to care and to uh, look after. But on the other hand, it's so relaxed to just stand up, walk to office and uh, work on what I love. That's how I spent my life in one of the busiest cities in, in, in the world. All right. Kai, can you give me one positive and one negative about being an entrepreneur in China specifically? The positive opportunity 
and having crazy ideas and implement crazy ideas. The negative, it's difficult for us because I don't speak fluent Chinese. That means I cannot communicate directly with the government uh, or with the customer. Um, I always need some way to interpret or ask somebody for help, which makes it difficult to really access the full potential. That's also why I have decided I will uh, partner uh, with a with a Chinese. So we we add up best of both. I call it. So I have this Western mindset of um, bringing or developing things. He has the Guanxi uh, the relation. So difficult to communicate as a foreigner in China. As on the other side, we have huge opportunities. You mentioned a very interesting point, um, finding a partner, especially if you don't speak Chinese fluently yet, right? And many people don't, at least not yeah. yet. So how do you pick a partner? Is, is that like a long-term process or you just try it out with someone and then you see whether that goes well? Very important for a partner. It's like a marriage. You, you have to really understand the partner. Your partner might not be perfect. I'm lucky my wife is perfect, but usually uh, you have to compromise. And the same is for such kind of partnership uh, in a company. Sure, I would like somebody who is extremely rich and bring a lot of money inside, but that does not mean there's any trust level. This combination about, let's put the money aside because it will just blind you and make uh, will not focus on the real important things. It's the character of the person. You need to build up the trust. And I always said it's it's easy to lose trust, but it's extremely uh, difficult to, to gain trust and build up trust. Um, therefore, the partner I am looking for and uh, who will join the company, I know already since five years. And over five years, we have gained this step-by-step -step trusting, understanding what we are doing. And then I'm 100% sure it will work out. That's great advice. Thank you very much. Now, coming to the end of this uh, interview, Kai, to whom would you recommend today's episode? And who should get in touch with you to ask questions or get inspired by your story, maybe connecting with you on, on LinkedIn? Who would that be? It's the audience. If you're listening to this episode of uh, FlexPad, that means you already have this willingness uh, to explore, to go out to to join another society, another environment, and um, probably already a flex pet. So that's the first step. I have done the next step afterwards was the own company. And as you bring already this basis of open-mindedness, then being an entrepreneur is probably the right thing to do. As you said, Patrick, I'm, I'm really open and I hope some of you will contact me through LinkedIn And, and then we can chat more. I can give you experience how I have done it. I also went through a lot of downs, but there are also ups. So we can share experience. And with this, again, Quan Chi, Quan Chi between flexpads, we can achieve uh, far more together. Therefore, if you want to be a flexpad, if you're a flexpad, then this episode might be of interest. I couldn't have summarized it better than you, Kai. <laughs> This is what the Flexpad community is all about. We have a very active WeChat community. People are constantly helping each other on a daily basis for strategic questions, career questions, personal life questions. So yeah, that is really um, 
nice to see how this has flourished over the past years. Kai, thank you very much for your time today. I wish you all the best and great success uh, with your business and your life in China. Thank you very much, Kai. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.